Set hut. Welcome to the Game on the Line podcast. Wildcard weekend has wrapped up, and man, there were some crazy games that came down literally with the game on the line. That's why I named this podcast this name, because games are on the line. And I'm going to get to talking about each and every one of them. And the first one, game I'm actually going to talk about did come down to the last play, and that was that the Bengals played the Las Vegas Raiders, and they ended up winning. Final score, 26-19. I watched the entirety of this game. It was crazy. It was madness for a multitude of reasons. Number one, first time in, I think it was 32 years, 31, that the Bengals have won a playoff game. Good for them. Good for their fans and for the Raiders. That game came down to the line. It was one play away. It was one catch away. But they ended up falling short on the very last play of the game. And you can't really be too upset if you're a Raiders fan at Derek Carr's performance. I thought he played pretty well. But what you can be mad about is the illegitimate touchdown. And I'm hearing a lot of defenses um, saying that the touchdown should have counted and that, you know. But honestly, in my opinion, I mean, according... See, the thing is, if this league prides itself on rules each and every week and why refs are throwing flags to enforce the rules, then how are you going to simply just break and mend the rules and pretend that the NFL rulebook does not explicitly say it when an, when an erroneous whistle is blown, anything after that is rule dead. Because that touchdown should have never counted. And this game could have completely went the other way. This could have been an over. It would have been an overtime game because the final score was decided by seven points. This game would have went into overtime, but we will never know now. So if you're a Raiders fan, you got to be really upset and mad at that. And I, I, I am too. I was furious because this league is hypocritical, and they didn't even own up to, to the mistake after. Because you look at the uh, at their little post game report when they got asked about it, and they were like, "Nope," and they were like. Well, we heard the whistle was blown after he caught it, but if you watch the broadcast, that is clearly a lie. The whistle was easily blown before uh, the receiver caught the ball, but Joe Burrow, he he played pretty well. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but man, he he balled out. He had a pretty damn good game, and I like the defense from both teams, especially the Raiders. A lot of people came into this game expecting the Raiders' defense to get just smoked around, and that didn't happen. 26 points is, it's not terrible. It, you can win a game by only giving up 26 points on defense. You just have to be able to score more, uh, which obviously they did fail to do, given they only scored 19 points, but should have been tie game. It was a crazy game, though. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it literally came down to the game on the line, so that was an exciting game to watch. Now the next one, it was an exciting game to watch, but not for the same reasons, because the Buffalo Bills just smoked the New England Patriots. And as a Jets fan, I could have not been happier seeing the New England Patriots get absolutely bounced. Sorry for my yawning. Um, But that game was pretty boring just from like a competitive standpoint. The Bills dominated on all fronts. No punts, no field goal attempts. First time in a game, I believe, which is just wild. That just shows how, how much the Bills were dominating the New England Patriots. And I predicted this in the last podcast. The Bills are just a complete mismatch for the Patriots. Their roster is near complete minus the offensive line. The Patriots roster, there are some holes. They had a rookie quarterback going into Buffalo. Things were not looking good, and I stand corrected. Josh Allen had a field day, only had four incompletions the whole game, and he only threw 25 times, too. I feel like he threw a lot more in this game, but he really didn't. They actually ran the football solidly well with Devin Singletary, which is something that the Bills will have to do in the playoffs to keep having success. Otherwise, they will be bounced out, mark my words. And 
from the Patriots' standpoint, I mean, they, they tried. They tried, but they are just not on the same talent level as the Buffalo Bills at this point in time. Their defense, they need help in the secondary. Their cornerback room is very suspect after J.C. Jackson. And with the Bills' load of weapons, they were no match. They could not get pressure on Josh Allen. He was sacked zero times. So, Mac Jones, he played fine in this game. I mean, he did throw two picks, but it's first first, first playoff game on the road in Buffalo. It's a pretty, pretty damn challenging task. I'm not going to lie. So, the Bills are moving on. The Patriots are one and done for the first time since I think they played the Ravens back. I want to say it was 2006. I feel like I'm wrong. But I remember the Ravens were the last team to beat the Patriots in the wild card game. Um, so... Bill Belichick is not going to be happy next season. He is going to go all out, and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared shitless. I do not want to know what Coach Belichick can do. He's not one and done. He's not a terrible head coach just because he lost this game. They were just a complete, the Bills were a complete disadvantage for the Patriots. They really were. And kudos to the Bills. Right on for beating the evil empire. Now, Sunday morning football. Wildcard weekend, Sunday morning football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Philadelphia Eagles final score 31-15, and I got this prediction completely wrong. I thought the Eagles had a chance, and what did they do? They came out extremely flat, and Jalen Hurts was underwhelming to say the least. Now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they did a really good job, and by they, I mean Tom Brady did a great job throwing the football 271 yards, 29 for 37, two touchdowns and no interceptions. Pretty damn good game, and considering the amount of weapons he had out, it's very, very impressive. Mike Evans was his number one. He had, I think, nah, he had less than three times the second most receiving yardage leader. But they ran the football when they needed to. And their defense really did a nice job getting pressure on Jalen Hurts. And even when they didn't, Jalen Hurts was, was, was basically creating pressure for himself. He had some clean pockets and then he would escape prematurely. And then it would be a messy pocket and he would either take sacks or he would just rush it when he really didn't need to. And his his inexperience and lack of of being a current pocket passer as of today really showed in this game. And I want to say he lost them the game, but he I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to determine about the Eagles after this game. I thought their defense played okay, given the Bucks are a very tough team. Um, I thought they could have played a little bit better, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... They, they straight up dominated this game. It really feels like they did, even though they only had 10 more total yards than, than the Eagles. And the Eagles turned the ball over three times. Jalen Hurts had a costly interception in the back of the end zone. I, I understand what he was seeing, but you have to realize that safeties are some of the most athletic players on the football field and that they will catch up in time. They're reading in the quarterback's eyes the whole time. So I think it was Mike Edwards maybe who made the pick. He was looking at Jalen Hurts' eyes when he was trying to just get it to, uh, I think it was Devontae Smith in the end zone. He read it like a book. I understand what Jalen Hurts is doing. just can't happen. It's inexperienced, so he'll learn from it. But I'm interested to see how the Eagles move forward with this and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are moving on. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to win their next game. I don't know, but good by them winning at home for the first time since I think 2007 it was or 2004. I don't know, something crazy like that because the Bucs have not really been a good franchise since John Gruden left. So that leaves us with the second game that was on the line in wildcard weekend. This was probably game of the entire weekend, and that was the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys. Final score, 23-17. to 
I was right. The Niners did win this game. I thought it was going to be a blowout, and I was wrong there because it was not a blowout, and it literally came down to one bad play call that really shouldn't have not been the last one. There should have been one more play where the game was on the line, but everyone will remember this game for the ending and how on with 14 seconds left, they called a basically quarterback um, draw up the middle to try and get themselves a little bit closer to have a better chance at scoring on a last-second play. Um, And what happened is Dak Prescott did not get down in time because when they tried to set the ball, they didn't have enough time, and the play clock hit zero, and that was the end of the game. And I'll I'll get into Dak Prescott's press conference a little bit later just because that kind of irked me the wrong way, but... Overall, I was, with the start of this game, I was very unimpressed by Dak Prescott, but towards the second half, he really started to kind of get going and start start really trying to trying to play hero ball, and it almost worked. I felt like his receivers were letting him down. I mean, CeeDee Lamb had one catch. Are you kidding me? And then there were multiple drops. He, I understand that Cedric Wilson play, it was, it's, that's a hard ball to catch. It's hard, but if it hits your hands, it's catchable. So, I'd say it's 50-50. With Dak Prescott, he had pressure in his face. He was throwing off his back shoulder, almost crossbody, and he he made it catchable. So, from that from that perspective, it was like, that was a very good play. And the Cowboys' defense, they, uh, they did an okay job. Jimmy G, they did get a turnover, but they kind of got gashed in the running game, and I thought that was expected. The 49ers did a very good job of running inside the guards, which I thought was crucial because at least on the... If, you, if the Niners were trying to run towards the C-gap with these outside zones, they got guys like uh, Demarcus Lawrence who can stop that, and then Micah Parsons. So I love the game plan by Kyle Shanahan. I thought it worked out pretty damn well, even though I think they should have gotten more than 23 points. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's interception, the ball just sailed on him. Listen, I, I, I understand the criticisms of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, I criticize him too. But at the same time, the ball just sailed from him. You know, you would have liked to just see him maybe set his feet, slow down a little bit, and then throw it. It just sailed over his head. It's not like it was it was a bad decision, because he was open. He was open. The ball just sailed on him, and it landed right into a Dallas defender's hands. So, he played fine. He game-managed pretty well, having one turnover. I mean, you'd like to see no turnovers, but really wasn't bad. And then Debo, Debo Samuel's the story for this game. 10 rushing attempts for 72 yards, a touchdown, and then he caught 38 yards uh, receiving. George Kittle was pretty quiet there. I thought the Cowboys defense, you know, they did an overall solid job, and they kept they kept Dallas in this game. Dallas lost this game because their offense was inept, and the amount of penalties that Dallas committed, simply unacceptable, you know? And here's where I'm going to get into my, my gripes with the Dallas Cowboys is Dak Prescott, after the game, he had his press conference, and he was asked a question because there's a video circulating on Twitter of fans throwing trash at what appeared to be uh, a DeMarc... Wait, I hope I didn't say Dexter Lawrence earlier. DeMarcus Lawrence. Fans were throwing trash at DeMarcus Lawrence, but then someone said, yeah, no, they were throwing it at the refs, and they asked Dak Prescott about that. And he said, good on them. Good on them. Good on the fans for throwing trash at officials. And he doubled down on a statement because someone else asked him about it again later on, and he basically said, yeah, I stand by it, you know. We were upset about the the, the the officiating in this game, too. And that was really the first time I think I've seen Dak Prescott ever be immature because this game was not lost and in, in won by the referees. 
the Cowboys had multiple chances where they they shot themselves in the foot way too much. They were stalling on offense for so long. That falls on them. Dak Prescott was not playing. He did not play well the first half. That is on him. Did the refs deter that? No. So the the Cowboys were sloppy and they deserve to lose. And I think it's a little bit childish and shows just how this team is is lacking accountability. They are lacking accountability. And he did come up with an apology, but I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how to take that. For the 49ers, good for them. Rematch against the Packers, just like 2019, except it's the divisional game. I'm going to be excited to see that. It could go either way, man. I really hope the Packers win, but I would not be surprised if the Niners do. So this was probably by far the worst wildcard game. And it actually looked really good in, in the first half. Like I thought this might somehow be a game. But then, as we all saw, that did not happen because the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Pittsburgh Steelers final score 42 to 21. And what I mean by there this game was interesting in the first half. The Steelers were up seven to nothing in the second quarter. Like almost midway through the second quarter, they were up seven to nothing. It was a defensive touchdown. And that was basically the last good thing the Steelers saw happen their way because that's when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs started to wake up. And that's when they did their thing. They scored, I think, three touchdowns after the Steelers got that defensive touchdown. And they, they, they opened the floodgates. Mahomes finished with 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. That interception was a pick six, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was the, the play. Their defense showed up. The Steelers... They're just limited by Big Ben at this point. They really are. And they're also limited by their offensive line. Their offensive line is atrocious. It's really, it's really, really bad. For Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, if you look in the box where he didn't play terrible, 29 for 44, 215 yards, two touchdowns, it's okay. They couldn't run the football at all. 29 yards max by Najee Harris. And it was just a mismatch. They, The Chiefs are the better team. And the Steelers' offense and, and defense, because the Steelers' cornerback room is very suspect, in my opinion, and they were the last-ranked run defense. So all the signs pointed towards them losing, and that, that is what happened. So, you know, at least they tried. They could have got smoked, like, 42-6, to six, and that would have been uh, pretty embarrassing. But at least at least they put somewhat of a fight in the first half. you like to see that. But one and done. And that only leaves us NFL fans thinking, what would have happened if Brandon Staley never called that ill-advised timeout? Could the Chiefs have gotten upset in the wildcard game by the Los Angeles Chargers? There's a real possibility that would have happened, but we'll never know now, thanks to his ill-advised timeout. So the last game we have is the Arizona Cardinals against the Los Angeles Rams. I picked the Cardinals to win, and uh, (laughs) let's just say Cliff Kingsbury should have been the reason why I should have picked the Los Angeles Rams, because... Man, this this Cardinals team looked horrible against the Rams. Horrible. I'm not lying. Horrible. Kyler Murray looked like a deer in headlights. Legitimately, he was he didn't know what to do. He was a deer in headlights. He was running around. He was and the thing that really bothered me about Kyler Murray's performance is how when he was trying to bail from the pocket, you know, he'd try and turn around the other way. Try he'd try and like roll out to his um if you're watching on the TV broadcast, you try rolling out to his left side, which means he turn around his body, but then he just, he'd turn into sacks. And it, to me, it's like, come on, man. He He's turning the wrong way. He's bailing out of the pocket too quick. 
he's missing on errant throws that he usually makes pretty pretty well. I mean, he was just scared, and obviously the Rams are a good defense, so you can't blame him too much saying, like, the Rams are a shitty defense, Kyler Murray was just absolutely horrible, but, man, he was horrible. He was horrible in this entire football game, and I don't, I don't want to completely credit that all to DeAndre Hopkins. I really don't. This Cardinals team should be a lot more than just DeAndre Hopkins. And if he's the difference between them getting blown out by good teams and them fighting with good teams, then that's really not good. And it shows some, some flaws with the way this, this Arizona Cardinals roster is built. And their defense, they did what they could because the Rams were a mismatch on defense. And the Cardinals just kept shotting themselves in the foot with all these penalties. And that, that, oh, that pick six by Kyler Murray, that was infuriating. I understand what he's trying to do, just not take the safety, but you can't throw it in the air for that long. If you're going to throw it away, you, it, you know, he couldn't even take the grounding because then it would have been called a safety anyway. So it, it, he, he, he was lost. He was lost. For the Rams, Stafford got his first playoff win. Good for him. About time he's been in the league for a long time at this point. And you got to feel good for him. Now, what was the reason why Detroit, he never won a playoff game? Was it because of him? One could argue. Was it because of his team around him? You could argue. And I'm, I'm really unimpressed by this Rams win, though, even though they did dominate the Cardinals. This is the undisciplined Arizona Cardinals who have major flaws and who completely collapsed towards like the later half of the season. So it's not the most impressive win. And I think the Rams are really going to have game next week against Tampa, which on paper they should win, but I've I think the Rams are the biggest frauds in the in the playoffs. I really do. And I think even with the Buccaneers losing Chris Godwin and and, and, and Antonio Brown that the Bucks are gonna that they're gonna win this game and the Rams, who went all in this year, are gonna lose. So overall, how was Wild Card Weekend? Uh it was okay. It was okay. You know, obviously my top three games will start uh what was my favorite game? I really like the Raiders Bengals. That was a fun game. That was a really fun game. Um, that was probably my number one, even though the Raiders got got a little bit screwed by the refs. But then again, any any team can say that. My second favorite game has to be 49ers at the Cowboys, because that was obviously down to the wire. And then the way the game ended was ridiculous, and the Cowboys lost. So obviously, it's it's a good game. Now the third game is is it's curious because I, I I enjoyed watching Tampa Bay versus the Eagles. The Eagles are just frustrating, but I liked just the the matchup. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the Bills Patriots just based on the fact that the Bills absolutely smoked the New England Patriots. And as a Jets fan, I could have not been more happier. Seriously. So that was Wild Card Weekend, and I'm gonna be giving my predictions on the next podcast, which should go up. Uh, what is today? It should go up to maybe tomorrow. I'm gonna try. Uh, apologies if I sound sick. I think I might be a little bit, which which is a shame. Uh, sorry for yawning a little bit too. But let me know what you guys thought about Wild Card Weekend. Like right now I'm yawning. What the heck? Maybe it's because I'm looking at these scores, all the games, and I'm like tired just looking at at Chief Steelers forty two to twenty one because that was a that was a doozy. That was a doozy, man. Anyways, follow me on my socials A C E Z underscore E T. Appreciate everything, and you'll hear my hot takes in a few days. So that's the game.